Hey everybody, welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we already have been like, this This movie is such a <laughs> such a bone of contention that we've just been like yelling about it for the last 15 minutes before the thing even starts. So we got we had to get this started even though we're totally not prepared to go into <laughs> no, this. Let's just wing it. This is Grotesque. Grotesque. The movie Grotesque from 1988. Yes. Uh, this movie is... With uh, Slummin' Linda Blair. Yeah, Linda Blair, Slummin' It Hard. Um, this... Oof. This movie is awful. Uh, th- okay. This and- movie is very unique, though. I, it I, is. I've watched this uh, more times than I should in two days, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of painful, but it definitely, definitely has its moments. I and will, yeah. I will not say don't watch it. No, absolutely not. It is, it's a, it's, it's a, a movie you should totally see, especially if you're a sucker for, like, the, the crazy 80s punks, and, like, it's, like, over-the-top trauma, like... Nukem High. The punkers, the punkers are great. The punkers are awesome, but I. But like I've been saying, this movie is a twenty-three minute movie that is extended out into feature yeah, length. Yes, this should have been an you, episode. You, of, you you wrote me saying this should be an episode of Monsters, and I'm just like that is exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> everything everything looks like a Monsters episode. Yeah, it's like it's a Tales from the Dark Side. The only it's problem a is monsters. there's more than there's more than two settings. Right, barely. <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly. And they I mean, go outside, so that that differentiates oh no. it big time from a Monsters episode. <laughs> then it could be Tales from the Dark Side. Yes. I think they've gone outside before. Man, maybe once. Maybe once. Um, yeah, okay. Ah, oh, God. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> so we start this out. So I was just, we, we just launched into this when I was talking about how the beginning pissed me off. Um, yeah. The beginning starts, and it's just the outside of a house and some music and this old lady uh, setting up the story for us. And she's like, oh, for years I've waited. For years I've waited, and then finally you have come when I laid in the darkness and succumbed to the, the, the impulses of the desires of the fates of the... You come to me it- like a zephyr on the wind. <laughs> and then he came like a river in the night. And he came to me, and I said, just please, just take me fast. I don't need to... And it just goes on and on It's and just on. garbage dialogue. And, and it's hard to hear because it's got this echo effect for the most part until we actually get inside the house. So I'm sitting there, and I'm turning the subtitles on, and I'm trying to, like, I don't want to miss out. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time following this. And it just turns out that this is, like, a fake-out movie. We, we get out of this, and we're in a movie theater, <laughs> and they're just watching the movie. So this has fuck all to do with anything of the movie. Yeah. Totally pointless. And to which om- does not bother me. I'm not opposed to a fake out beginning like that, like a movie in a movie kind of thing. But sure, it's boring. <laughs> but the beginning is ungodly boring. Uh, it's like it's like one of those really bad like British like but if the, romance ma- gothic romances of the, the, pr- of the the 70s. The problem is it makes you feel like you need to pay attention to it because yeah. she keeps talking. It's not just like, why can't we just have a little scare like somebody in the shower and the monster creeps up Absolutely. and they open the curtain and then it's like, ah, scream. Then we go to the audience. But boom. You know what I mean? Like, we the, didn't need all this dialogue that goes nowhere. The answer is that it's padding. And this movie is chock-a-block with padding. Mm-hmm. It's like... You could strap this movie to yourself and go rollerblading. <laughs> like, there's so much padding. It's just nonstop. They're, like, these, these moments that should take... 30 seconds to get out to just be like hey we've arrived it's like hey look it's the thing we're getting there oh wow we're almost there wow we're on the road let's talk about the place we're going cool just get there let's just stop at burger king for no fucking reason get some soft drinks (laughs) also so the thing that was fucked about that Uh is that this garbage movie 
There's no way that that scene was... It's product placement. That had to be product placement. It's not. I watched the end of the trailer. I watched the end of the credits, and nowhere did they thank, like... I thought they might... I thought they might have, like, thanked... Uh, they shot in Big Bear City, wherever the hell right. that is. Right, yeah, Big Bear. Uh, I don't know where that is. But either way, it's in Big Bear. Colorado, oh, I think. It's the, it's the big... It's a big uh, snowboarding ah. place. Um, Skiing. Snowboarding. I usually I usually hit Vail. So, uh, but um, but yeah, they. Uh, I looked in the credits that there was no like thank you to the Big Bear Burger King or anything. I thought they might have put that in as a courtesy, like maybe they hooked them up with food or something. So it was like they showed their restaurant, but no, there's no thank you to them at all or anything. It's nuts. Did they? They must have at least gotten like catering for I, a day or something. <laughs> Insanity. But either way, jumping forward, forward. Uh, we, okay. we 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 get out of this fake out movie, and and, and the guy's just like. Uh, the, the special effects like a person. fine wine exposed to the wind. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one in too. There's just a hundred shitty lines that don't make sense. Like was a, this still the lady talking? Yeah, makeup movie. Okay. Yeah, her, her line was like a fine wine exposed to the wind. Mm. Uh, okay, sorry. Go on. Wine tastes better in a field, a windy field. That, no, that's, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Every wine enthusiast knows it. Um, <laughs> but no, so we get out of the fake out movie, and uh, it's a screening room. Uh, the the producer of the movie's there, and the special effects guy's there, and yes. the producer's just going to the special effects guy. Holy shit! You've outdone yourself. That's the best, most realistic special effects I've you're ever the, seen. You're the best guy in the business. You're gonna get a huge bonus from this. Yeah, and he's just like, "Well, that's what you pay me for. I'm going to my cabin in the woods to get out of Hollywood." So. So that was the whole point was to establish that, that the, this person works in Hollywood. Yep. And is a special effects guy, which in the they o- establish 14 times over by the time they get into the cabin. And there's no point to it. Nope. He could have been a construction worker and the movie would have worked fine. Like no, no. No. What? No, that was the whole point of the movie. How? Because the uh, Okay, big spoiler to the end of the movie. The reason that he's a special effects makeup artist oh, is because the, he made yes, the okay. mask oh. so that so that Patrick could go into the real not Patrick but Patrick's dad oh, so fucking could stupid. be in the real. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean, but that's the whole point. That and to that and to have like that cool and scenery, the Aquaman jump scare bullshit in the beginning. Also, yeah, I mean, and that's the other part of it that was great is they're like they're establishing that this dude is Dick Smith, and then he shows up with this like Walmart mask on. <laughs> I like, just relay text. Uh, I just so yeah. relay text this like three dollar fucking. Okay, mask. so I guess there is a point to him being a Hollywood special effects guy. Uh, ironically, there is not a lot of um, special effects in this movie. Aside no, from except for the home movie, some makeup effects. Well, I guess he is a makeup effector so i mean it kind of makes sense yeah the there was the there is that scene of them doing that, that home so movie that makes stupid no sense um i guess that's what goes for uh home videos around here yeah. but uh either but way it, it, to be fair the effects in that were great his his appliance that he was wearing yep. looked good yep it had you know like it was funneling blood through the appliance like it was actually pretty cool yep like that that would work as it as an 80s high budget Effect, yep. Like that would have existed in a Dick Smith kind of like. And here's the world. Wait, here's the th- the theme that runs through this whole movie for me is it's got neat things, yes, but they're all stupid. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like 
This movie is really neat because it's of how so neat because it is. of that. Like that's I've never hated something and respected it a lot at right. the same time. And this movie does that for me. This movie is a perfect example of that because it just fucks up constantly. <laughs> it's just constantly making the wrong decisions. Yes, and but the, at the same, and the same wrong time, little things. It's making the right decisions yeah. all over the place. <laughs> like these punks rule. They do. Like the way that they look, the crazy face paint, the way that they got scratch, scratch. owns. Scratch that dude. He was was he in Newcomb High? What is he from? I know I him from him up, other. I looked him up, but I didn't really recognize him from a lot of things. I, I did too. Like the minute I saw him yelling, I was just like, "Who oh, is that guy?" That I, guy I, I I've can't seen recall. him yelling in another movie, dressed exactly like this. Yep, yep, yep. I never looked him up. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, we meet our special effects guy, mm-hmm. and uh, so he tells his producer there, he's like, "You got another movie working on?" I was like, "Nope, I'm taking a break, going to my cabin, getting out of the Hollywood scene." So he drives up to his cabin up in. Big Bear, Colorado. Yep. Obviously, it's obviously Colorado, um, right? Because of the the uh, the, the the elevation, they yes, all get they, they all get elevation that. sickness. <laughs> they do, big time. Um, and uh, so Linda Blair is his uh, daughter, his daughter, and she's hanging out with her friend at a restaurant, and they're talking about they're going up to <laughs> hang out at that cabin for the weekend and for yeah. Family reunion, I guess? Well, I mean, they, uh, yeah, but first they have to get out some real crisp dialogue about her girlfriend's relationship, where she's like, so, did he call? No. Oh, he didn't call. Did he did leave a ch- message? There was no message, but did he didn't call. Did you check the answering machine? Did you check if he called? He called? He call, 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 call? No, he didn't call. He didn't call. <laughs> yeah, just the most, like... It's pointless. Maybe ad-libbed? The guy never calls. The boyfriend never shows up. It's just like a dumb conversation that goes nowhere Again, at a restaurant. It's just an extra piece of padding that. Like, Almost all of Linda Blair and her friends' conversation from when we first meet them up till we get to the cabin is like perpetual small talk. Right. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't doesn't forward the plot at all. It's insane because it's even worded when they're driving in the car. Mm-hmm. They're talking like they're doing some sort of like. Like, it's expository dialogue that's supposed to explain why there's no snow at the cabin to, like, yeah. to fix something. And they get up there. There's fucking snow everywhere. It's a- <laughs> and so it's like, why did, you, why did you tell me that there wasn't snow? The only purpose of that dialogue could possibly yeah, like, have been. Like, we're going to the cabin. Wow, I don't know what I'm going to do about this all this snow. I didn't really bring my long johns. Don't oh, worry. All of the snow is gone. My mom said all the snow <laughs> melted at the house. <laughs> No, go, it didn't. There's snow everywhere. And it, again, the you would put that in there if it's like, oh, you're shooting out of season. You had to shoot over, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would and work. And so, okay, it's it's summertime where we're shooting. Just put this dialogue in. We'll fix that. Continuity so, is saved. But it's not. It's just nonsense. So then they go to the Burger King we mentioned earlier. And again, pure padding. <laughs> and, and, and But you got to give it to the drive-thru operator. She gave it her all. And oh, she was hell yeah. And, but, so, but they don't even hit the first window. They just like, it cuts to them at Burger King. They just like pull right up to the second window and she's like, welcome to Burger King. Here's your soft drinks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And all they got was two drinks and, and, and the dialogue keeps going on. That'll be a dollar fifty. Here you go. Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, you too. And it's just God. like, go. And then they get to uh, a convenience store and, uh, more this, of this nonsense. But, but, but this 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 part had some cool had some cool things. I loved it. They get yes. out and there's two little girls and they're and they're uh, one of them's holding a Cabbage Patch doll. Yep. And she goes, "Hey, do you like my doll?" And she's like, "Yeah. What's its name?" It doesn't have one. It's an orphan. It's an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed um, <laughs> probably too hard at that part. 
again, it's like everything just seems like it's that apropos was, of nothing. But like it, it every has scene, nothing to do with anything. But that was just a funny little string of dialogue. And yeah. this movie's got some funny strings of dialogue for sure. <laughs> it does. And then we move inside. The store owner knows Linda Blair. Mm -hmm. I forgot her name in the movie. I don't care. Uh, the store, it's, it's something so close to Linda. I think it's like Lisa. The store owner knows Linda Blair. She's like, hey, how's your dad? Blah, blah. And, and she, she mentions that he's got a nice RV out front. She's like, hey, nice motorhome. He's like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Then her friend goes, how much are these chips? And he goes, it's on the house. <laughs> it's like, what? I think I know what your problem is. <laughs> Was that intentional? Was As that a, a business owner, I think, <laughs> I've got, I think I've got a bead on your issue. I couldn't tell if that was like supposed to be a humor joke or just like terrible I, writing. Is that I, who knows, man? Is that is any of it supposed to be funny? <laughs> the, 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 the doll orphan part was definitely <laughs> that was to be definitely funny. and that it was, was so it was good. Um, kudos to that. And they they do they do dump a bunch of expository dialogue here. This they get a lot of this like. You know, like when they're in the car leading up to that, yeah. there there is a bunch of stuff where they're like, and this you part know, actually Mike, makes sense because the store owner shows up later on. Like, Let me tell you about the. There were some punks in here. You got to worry about them. They're yep. they look crazy. Uh, and and the, then, uh, then they uh, then the punks fuck with. The, oh yeah, we missed the first scene where they. The, the, yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, the shop owner there. Tell tell your dad I'll be there first thing in the morning to do some deep sea fishing in the pond behind the house. It, it, <laughs> Was that funny? I think that was a joke. <laughs> I I gotta say that's a joke. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm trying my best. It's tough though, man. It's like it's like one of these things. Like you can't tell some of the. I think that was a joke too. But some of the lines in this, you're just oh, like, yeah. are you going for a joke or is it just a really poorly constructed sentence? It's only <laughs> it's only scratch that I understand when he's telling a joke, because he has his crony that laughs. <laughs> I love. I love the guy that laughs. Yes. I don't know which one he is, if it's Earbox. I think it is Earbox, <laughs> who we were just talking about. Uh, so, so, okay, the guy that fixes the fucking car. I was met, like, we, we, we jumped over the punkers. The punkers tried to run them off the road earlier. Yes. Uh, well, not run them. They just came up behind them in a VW hippie bus, which Micro is hilarious. Because yeah. there's a bunch of punkers in a VW bus. And they're honking, and they're like, get off the road, you bitch. The girl's like <laughs> hanging out the window, flipping them off. Get that fucking car off the road. I'm going to get you, you bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get you. They, they come out of nowhere, and it's just like, she Man. didn't do anything wrong. Okay. So yeah. later on, after the store, uh, yeah, they warn about the punkers, and uh, Linda Blair and her friend are driving up, and they find out that the punkers have broken down. The VW and this. And she's like, maybe I should help them. No, but the, when they're broken down before they pull up, we we meet we meet all of our punks. We yes. meet Scratch, who is the best. Scratch is the best. He screams like the ultimate Everything. warrior mm -hmm. constantly. His cadence is like almost dead on ultimate warrior. Yep. And he. Just, what are you doing? Why haven't you got this thing fixed? Every fucking time we've got a job, you've got to do this. Get it done. Yes, he cocaine shouts every yep. line that he has. It, and it's it, gold. He is gold. Mm -hmm. He's the thing that keeps you watching this movie. And like, so what he's, he is insane. He is. He's great. He just. He, I love him. Uh, he's my favorite part of the movie, actually. Uh, so he's yelling at Earbox. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Okay. Not had, not not Gearbox. Not Gearbox. We had a fight about this first thing before this thing started with our fists. Yeah, we we duked it out. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's crazy because my subtitles were broken and they kept calling him Earbox. But I mean, obviously, he fixes the car. He is so in his nickname is Gearbox. I promise of course. you, he's in the credits as Earbox. <laughs> 
and kept saying earbox. I, I, got, I got a couple other funny fun I facts about the credits. Too. Only imagine that they just fucked up the credits. I don't know how I watched, uh, <laughs> sat through this whole movie, and then sat through the whole credits too. I don't. Uh, either. But it was just a wonder, wonderful little ragtime rag ragtime ditty they played. <laughs> so so up tempo and yeah. major key and yeah. adorable. Um, so yeah so he's yelling at Earbox to uh, fix the car and uh, they're yelling back that it's a piece of shit and some more expository dialogue uh, he yells that we've got a job you're fucking this up last time we had to slaughter a whole family uh, yeah, so we, we don't want this to be like Nevada. Nevada where we slaughtered a whole family. Where you guys slaughtered a whole family and now okay here's, here's the thing these guys in the middle of Nevada looking like them in a easily identifiable Volkswagen microbus running around. Nobody could ID these guys no. for a crime. <laughs> How is that possible? They might as well have been dressed in like mascot costumes. They're so obvious. <laughs> like literally they could, if they were all dressed up as like McDonald land characters, yes. they would have been less identifiable. Insanity. So, uh, so fun facts about a little, two little, two little, uh, Ooh. Fun fact, actors in the punk group, there's like probably like eight of them, right? Yeah. There's a bunch of punkers. Robert Zadar being... Robert Zadar, maniac them. cop himself, uh, is one of the punks. And the uh, <laughs> and, and the punker, uh, Belle, she is played by Bunky Jones, who was in no. Hide and Go Shriek and Frankenstein General Hospital. Fucking A. Only in this, uh, she is credited as Bunky Z. That's awesome. And I only found this out because I didn't recognize her because she's got the goth makeup on and the big hair. Mm-hmm. And, and it was another one of those things reading through all the credits where I saw Belle was played by Bunky Z. And I was like, hmm. That's crazy. How many Bunkies are there? Looked it up. <laughs> yep. Sure enough, it's Bunky Jones credited as Bunky Z. That's awesome. And uh, Bunky made a handful of great uh, yeah, little cheap horror movies back in the day. And did a couple episodes of Dynasty, I think. And, oh, uh, weird. Then kind that. of vanished. And she, I don't think she's done anything for... You're saying that we need to get an interview. I'm with saying that we need to Bunky. find Bunky Jones. So okay. if anybody out there's got a lead on Bunky, uh, absolutely, let's she do se- that. She seems like a rad sport too. Um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, she was. She's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's she is awesome. Like, uh, honestly, she and she and Scratch she, were obviously the two things that made this movie. Yeah. What it was. So uh, yeah, absolutely loved her. Um, okay, so <laughs> where are we? We're at the we're at the expository dialogue. Uh, yeah, so they, they slaughtered a family. They've got a job. They're they're going up there to the house that Linda Blair is going to because, because they believe that there's a secret in the house, and they assume that it's money or drugs or gold. They've or, heard that this house has the money or drugs or dope or or something up here because because she lived in the town, and somebody said they have a secret in that house. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the that's the big magical mistake that they make, and then it comes to bite them in the ass in the end. I'm just wondering who told them. Where'd they hear this from? I don't know, man. They're not from town. One of them was. One of them was like, I think she said that she lived in town or that oh, really? she knew somebody. Just... Ah, shit. Yeah, I wish I had written that down. I yeah. don't even think they said that. Man. There was there was a there was some sort of link between. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I wish you could. Uh, I wish see, you all could see. This I wish cat. you could see this cat right now. Uh, <laughs> really very excited about this podcast. Uh, okay, oh, Kitty loves grotesque. Uh, okay, so so they try. They, so they're broken down, and Linda Blair comes up with her friend, and all of a sudden they surround the car, uh, trying to get them to stop. 
Yes. About 10 minutes after they just yell, after Fuck you, just, bitch, gonna I'm going to get you. Yep, but now it's like, hey. Hey, could could we get a hand, though? Like, cause. But they don't even <laughs> ask nice. They they, they surround the car, and, 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 and Scratch gets right into the window, and is like, hey, or our I, car broke down. Do you have any tools? <laughs> She's like, no. Do you mind if I come in and look? <laughs> if you he's don't fog- open the door, I will. He's fogging up the glass yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. if you don't open up the door, I will. And it's like, yeah, I'm totally going to help you. Yeah. So they so actually she do something sensible. And, and she just drives forward drives and, and leaves them all. Yep. Which go, go. was much smarter than the average horror movie. Yes. Go. So, <laughs> so Great job. They get through and then they don't mention the punks to the family, I At guess, all. for for fear of upsetting them, I think, probably. You would think they would say that. Like, You'd oh think my gosh, like, mom, we just had the craziest encounter with uh, some punkers. By the way, you should probably call the cops. Yeah. There's some people broken down out there that they tried to assault us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were, they've threatened us twice now. Uh, <laughs> the guy at the store was really worried about them. <laughs> Like the guy at the store, I didn't even think of that. Nothing's even said about the punks at all. (laughs) The guy at the store somehow was like, didn't think that it was important enough to call the cops. Like he was like, those guys look like they're out for trouble. Yep, something bad's gonna happen. Oh well, nothing I can do about it. Have a free bag of chips while I get my (laughs) RV repo. So that's super weird. Yes. Um, Uh, So so they get there and the mom greets him at the top of the stairs and. uh, they're they're acclimating to that Colorado air, so they're all just like, <gasps> yeah, panting, completely out of breath. It's like, come on, I, I've been to Colorado, and yeah, you can feel it when you walk up a hill. But like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they they are acting like they just finished a marathon. Yeah, they're dying. They're <laughs> dying by the time they get up those stairs. To be fair, those stairs were freaking huge. Yeah, but they're dying. So the yeah, mother, they almost died. So the mother invites him inside, and they go up more stairs, and they die some more, and they lay down in the bed together, and the mother's just like, well, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Dinner's gonna be ready soon. You, you should sh- take a shower. <laughs> take that three in the afternoon shower that everybody <laughs> does in the world. They look completely like their hair is all done, like, like really hairsprayed, and like, they have like why would they an be hour's a worth of makeup and hair that they've clearly done to themselves? So and then so then at this point you're thinking, okay, Linda Blair, late '80s, take a shower. I see where this movie's going. No, nope. it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. There is no shower shown. Uh, no, which is odd. Which is uh, for Linda Blair in the '80s. It's That's very. That's what I'm odd. saying, man. Like it's super strange, especially considering she produced the movie. Yeah, you would have assumed that she would have been like. I know it's going to get butts I'm going to sell this movie. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, which is kind of was her MO at that time. But nope. I wonder if they were supposed to be. And they're just, she like decided against it? Yeah, or? maybe. Uh, hard to tell. There's, so, okay. Not to derail everything right yep. now. I have a theory about this movie. Okay. I think that there's so much of this movie. I think this movie was supposed to be a direct-to-video 70 minutes. Like mm-hmm. a 72, 73. Then they realized that it wasn't getting traction on VHS. Mm-hmm. They sold it to USA or one of those like like USA up all night. Yep. Or they wanted to. And USA was like, guys, when we cut out all of the violence and all the scenes that we need to remove that are too much threatening or anything else. We've got 65 minutes. We've got, yeah, we've got like a 60 minute movie. We need we need more stuff. And so they shot the rest of this crap that fills the whole thing. And then when they re-released it again, they had those two bookends and they had all this extra garbage that's in this movie that pads it the fuck out. Interesting. Just a theory. But well, like, I, I know that 
and I I believe this is correct. This might be wrong, but when I when I rent I last saw this movie when I rented it in 2002 in Florida. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I got the media release, and I don't think the media release has those theatrical bookends at the I know for fact it does not have the end with Frankenstein. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah, Frankenstein shows up. Uh, I know that the tape that I watched did not have yeah. that ending. So it wasn't until after I read up this movie, I was like, I was like, what did I watch? I was reading reviews on IMDb and people were talking about Frankenstein and Wolfman. I was just like, what? That's interesting. So I wonder if, and I'm, I'm also, I'm not sure if this movie is on Blu-ray or DVD, if it ever has been. Um, I, I know that uh, I think Vinegar Syndrome. I think recently somebody did a ridiculous like version of this movie. Really? If I'm not mistaken, it okay. might have been something else. But I, because that rem- would be, I remember somebody releasing to- something with like. It had like a stuffed figure and like some other crap that went with it. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. That's not. But I feel like it was grotesque. Um, but yeah, I wonder if that's right. What you said too, because it does. It does. It feels. It's like, an awkward movie. Uh, it's so awkward. The scenes do not like so much stuff doesn't belong in it. This movie would have made so much more sense in my head if it was packaged with bumpers that Gilbert Gottfried screams. <laughs> Just like, I'm in the bus for USA up all night, and here's grotesque. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be totally like, I get it. What'd this- you think about that Robert Desar chin? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Absolutely love it. Uh, but it really, like, all I can think of is USA up all night, mm-hmm. period. Like, that, this that's is, the this only This is an place, up all night movie. Definitely. That's the only place this movie belongs. Yep. Um, okay. So-, so while Linda Blair's in the shower... Uh, the other friend's just laying in bed. Now, this friend, mind you, has never met this family. She's nope. she's there for the first time. So yep. she's only met the mom. She's like, where's dad? Oh, he's puttering around somewhere. <laughs> so she, Linda's in the shower. Friend's in the bed. And then we start seeing uh, the breather. The yes. Foot, the feet on the carpet. <sighs> Something's yep. coming. And coming. Yep. And, and coming. coming. And coming. Yep. And then it starts jiggling the door handle and yep. jiggling the door handle. And, j- and and you know anybody that's watched horror <laughs> movies, you you know this is going to be a a, 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 goose, a Goosebumps chapter right. end. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it jumped out of the bushes, chapter five. It was my brother. Yeah. Like, you know you know it's going to be like that. So, But either way, the door <laughs> opens. <laughs> and like the biggest poor man's Dollar Tree creature from the Black Lagoon walks in and just goes that's it and she's and just keeps shuffling and Linda Blair walks around the corner in her her bathrobe and she just she puts her hands on her hips oh shit my water (laughs) she puts her hands on her hips oh dad dad (laughs) hold on one second Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was just gesticulating extremely uh, about Linda Blair coming out of the shower and going, Oh, Dad, when I knocked my glass of water over. Uh, and it tipped over into a drawer, and all the water poured into a empty bag of gummy bears, and the gum and the bag held up, and all the spill was totally contained in this tiny bag. <laughs> This is it was magical. That was it was the most magic yes. thing that's ever happened. Um, I'm, I'm is there about, anything gummy bears can't do? I'm thinking about going into a pro spilling. You should. <laughs> it's absolute magic. I'm going pro. All right. So where are we at? It's a fake scare. Uh, All right. So again, who? Wh- why? Who would do this? This guy is a grown man in his fifties. 
Oh, well, we've already been warned that he has He's a got a crazy sense, sense of humor. humor. Uh, grown um, 55-year-old man meeting his daughter's friend for the first time introduces himself by just busting into her bedroom in a fish suit going, Rah! You know how it is in Hollyweird. Those guys, <laughs> they're all pedophiles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's the answer to your question. Uh, yeah, so... Okay, so where but are we yeah, at? anything could be going on. He didn't Absolutely. knock on the door or anything. She could be changing for her 3 p.m. shower. He exactly. just bursts in as fish man. Yeah, no. And then he's like, oh, no, I he's got a sexual say, predator. There's I do, no way I do got to say, if I wasn't trying to scare you, I'd be lying. And it's like, okay. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Friend's like, I want to go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I want to leave now. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to go hitch a ride with those punkers in the V-Dub. <laughs> right, exactly. I feel safer with those punkers. Um, so uh, another thing about this that was kind of annoying. Like, I get when you want to do, like, scary, crazy, blah, 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 and you want to do all these things. But this one was such a lie setup, too, because you see the hand, and it's bloody, and it's mutated. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, blood and some, some weirdness on it. And then when he comes in, his hand's clean. I didn't notice that. He was okay. barefoot, yeah. and the foot was covered in goo. Like, there was, like, yeah. blood and stuff on it. And it's like, but it wasn't that... Who the hell is dressing up as Fishman at 3 p.m. on a Sunday to scare somebody, a guest in their house, that they've never met before? Well, me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that. It did happen the first time I came over here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So stupid. Real stupid. Real stupid. And then, so, now they go down, they have dinner... And uh, they start talking about, they're like, oh, yes, let's talk more about me being a Hollywood effects guy. And then they're like, well, you know, we always like to say, uh, you know, his brother likes to turn monsters into beautiful people. And he likes to turn beautiful people into monsters, explaining that he's a... His brother is a plastic surgeon. And he He makes monsters into handsome people. (laughs) Yes, I except hope that he refers for, to them as monsters, too. Except for himself except and for his himself. son. <laughs> he couldn't do anything for them. No. Who knows? No. Listen, we'll we don't there. know, we we'll don't know the specifics. No. That thing that dangles off his chin could be a lung, for mm. all we know. Or a testicle. <laughs> I almost guarantee it's a testicle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he goes and he shows Oh Patrick Balchin. <laughs> okay. He goes to show the uh to show the friend his room full of effects masks and stuff. And they wander around and he shows a racially insensitive mask to one of them. Yeah, it's a like a like a yeah, Japanese I, man with a big steak through his mouth. Yep. And he's like, he smoked too many cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, and then uh and then right after that there's like a smash cut. To, like, the mom in, like, doing dishes. Yeah. And so she's just like, hey, I'm doing dishes. Then somebody breaks in the door. And (coughs) the door breaks in. There's some crazy guy that's exactly the size of the dad wearing a weird mask. So we go, oh, my God, it must be one of those punks that we saw that looks nothing like this. Or it's the dad. Or it's the dad. And Again, so that that makeup looked good. It did. I have to give it that makeup looked awesome. He scares the mom. The mom falls on the ground, and then all of a sudden she just starts laughing. Yep. He starts laughing. He rips off his makeup mask. Uh, they both start laughing, and then it cuts back. It's just like the beginning. We're we're watching a movie again, well, and, and and they're watching their home videos. Who shot this? Yeah. 
the other part of it is that they're really like they're setting up the idea that there's like a thesis statement to this movie where it's like what is reality yeah what is you know and and they say it out loud where it's like they really like if you were making an art film you know you would have this thesis statement of what you were doing Mm -hmm. where you would say what is I mean, this would be literally the most generic thing you could say in a film, but what is reality and what yep. is fiction and all that? And and that's what they're, I guess, attempting to explore with this movie. I'm giving it way too much credit. I, yeah. That's not what's happening. But they do. It is super meta. I mean, even the ending of it, uh, we'll get there. Is, it is. It is. Not smart meta. It no, just, it just no, meta, not a, no, meta. Just meta stupid. for the, it, no, it, for it, the it, sake it of meta. It rides that stupid wave all the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay, so... I love dumb stuff, too, and this is just, like, insultingly stupid sometimes. <laughs> there were definitely moments of insulting. you're out-stupiding me, it's just like, damn, dude, why'd you... How'd you, how'd you get this stupid? Hide and Go Shriek is my favorite movie. What <laughs> yeah. is your problem? <laughs> I love elves. <laughs> elves is a great movie, and you're making something dumber than elves. The fuck is wrong with you? Okay, <laughs> so... Oh, and also, we get we get a little, little more expository. We get a little foreshadowing i've fed patrick and he's doing just fine yeah oh yeah she asked how patrick she does was. mention so we get the little like bart's evil twin in the closet <laughs> idea getting put forward and then we see the punks sneaking around in the night and then we cut to the two ladies sleeping in the same bed i, I do i do i do want to give the movie credit for that cool scene before they go to bed and shut the lights off uh she finds a, a severed hand under, underneath the pillow. And she's like, I ah! was just going to bring that up. And she's like, oh, may, sometimes my dad's got more than one trick a day. And she puts the severed hand on the nightstand and shuts the light off. And now we see the punks creeping up and she, st- she wakes up in bed and reaches on that nightstand. And we see that same severed hand there. But then it moves. But then and that hand is actually... Yeah, that was such scratches. a good scene. That was that was a great scare. There's so many there's so many moments in this movie that aren't entirely stupid. It wasn't stupid at all. <sighs> yeah. it, it, it was shocking how not stupid it was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was great. And then, uh, so then, this movie, at this movie, at this point, the movie becomes a little more mean-spirited than I usually enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm doesn't go super overboard but it, it doesn't still, it's so honestly it's these totally punks, different these punks are so stupidly trauma like like they're such trauma they're punks cackling they're laughing they're telling jokes honestly they're, when they're when they're menacing people and killing them it doesn't feel the same way that a that like a later saw movie or like a hostel feels like it doesn't mm-hmm. have that same like like hateful it, it's clearly a hateful movie in yes. places there there are definitely moments of it that are like oh you went, whoa, I can't believe you went that far. But it's not, you know, it's not like a... It doesn't go that far. It's, but not, it's, like still, I, it's not I spit on your grave. No, it's not no, like, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. But it's still not pleasant. It's no, just like it's it, not. The movie just kind of, in this whole scene, uh, the punks take the whole house hostage. They, yes. they So they rip Linda and her friend out of bed. They bring him downstairs where they've already roused um, mom and dad. And they're yelling at them. Uh Screaming. Clarence Boddicker. Where's, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Then they kill the dad. Yeah. They beat the dad to death with something. And uh, yeah, some big log or something yeah, like with that. Yeah, log. Uh, actually, really, the, the lady, his lady friend. His lady kills him. Has, I think she's got the, the massive kill total for this movie. I think she kills almost everybody. Mm. She kills at least three people. And the family in Nevada. Yeah, and she was one of the people that killed him. So, who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, so, kills them, then they run away. Linda Blair... L- Linda and her friend 
yeah. both both run off. Yep. And then the friend gets caught first. Yes. And then and then they grab her. They're in like a barn or something. And that was a that was a really that was a weird move because the mom had gotten away. The mom had been taken somewhere. Yep. And they were like, oh, look, the mom's the mom's gone. And then they stumble on her dead body. Yep. Uh, so she stumbles on the dead body. She's like, ah, uh, she's hiding. But she's also screaming, which catches the attention of the, the people. Uh, and so we. So uh, I think it's Scratch's girl that ends up. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it is because too. basically the guy goes in and it looks like we're going like to have, we're gonna have, we're a, gonna nice have like rape a horrible scene. rape scene. And then the lady's like, no. No, and you're like, oh she's wow, mine. she's oh she's a good person. She's going to turn out to be a good guy. Oh, see, I didn't think that at all. I thought, I thought I thought she was going to be the one that was going to be. Built. I had yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen. Woman, woman rape. It was getting oh, weird. Really? I thought yeah. she was like, I'm going to save like, you no, from this. No, she's mine. This one's mine. Like I thought, I right. thought she was taking over the dude, and I was like, okay, well that's pretty progressive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the, she yeah, starts and then stroking she her hair and everything, and then her. just stabs her in the stomach repeatedly. So that yep. friend's dead, and then she just puts her knife away without wiping it. Yeah, and also it wasn't her, it wasn't even her knife. It was like a knife sharpener that the other person picked up. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, I think so. No, she put it back in like a sheath. Oh oh, in the oh, shadow, right. she put it back in the oh, sheath. It wasn't but she never thing, wiped it down. It wasn't the thing that she was menacing him with before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Who you're cares? right. She has she has a she has a big knife. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, it cuts. Yeah, friend dead. Yes, she dead. So she dead, um, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, okay, yes. I do want to mention one other thing. To- yeah. Kind of off topic, but uh, as I just said earlier, like Clarence Boddicker, where's the money? The yelling. Yeah, yeah. This movie came out like a year after RoboCop. Right. And I wonder, since Scratch is always yelling, and then he's got his friend that's always cackling, laughing, I wonder if they bit those <laughs> RoboCop thugs at all. Or if it was just completely coincidental. That's weird. I, it's th- there was Clarence is always freaking out and yelling. Yeah, and he's always got his. Uh, I forgot the other guy's name. That's uh, always a laughing boy. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Was it Bobby, the one that could fly? It was not. No. But yeah, they definitely. Uh, so I, I mean, just, I just that's, like that is a trope from the '80s. Like those those types the punkers of, and yeah. laughing and yeah, like just being like totally. Like the idea that they're on goofballs, some sort of magical drug that doesn't <laughs> exist in the real world that makes everybody super hyper, super happy, yep. and like maniacal. Like essentially what like movie version of PCP that like okay. everybody's on like movie PCP. Ah, moon dust. Right, exactly. Goofballs. Mm. The goofballs that the kids Hops talk about goofballs. so much. <laughs> So, uh, yes. So we're left here. Uh, the mom's dead. Dad's dead. Friend's dead. Linda Blair is upstairs. <laughs> oh, but then there's the, uh, the, whatever the other, the other oh, punk yes, yes. in the living room with the body of the father. Oh. And he just. The knock, knock. That's the laughing boy. Starts, he just starts improving lines that don't make sense. He starts knocking on the dad's head. Knock, knock, knock. Is Orville there? Can, Can he Orville- come out and play? <laughs> It could dress you up, but we can't take you out. <laughs> Give me five, man. Give me five, man. Give me five, man. And then, and then, and then, Bell, uh, Bunky there starts doing a monkey. Oh, it's just like, what is going on? <laughs> no idea. Again, it's insanity. It's just straight up insanity. And so, okay, so oh so Linda Blair's upstairs and she's running. Uh, and the only way for her to get away is to throw herself the out classic, a second story window. Throw herself through the second story window. But she lands on the porch. Yeah. 
Like, it wasn't like, oh, she lands in the nice soft grass. Nope. It it's like, a hard thud. <laughs> right on the porch. And uh, she gets up and gets books, up and it, books it in the snow in her pajamas. Um, yeah. And Earbox, Earbox is yelled to <laughs> run after her. Guys, and, and there's no way in it's hell it's fucking Earbox. Earbox. It's gotta be Gearbox. Our phone lines are open. If you if you if you know, just just call in. It's totally Earbox. It is not it's... Gearbox. <laughs> okay. It's even in the credits. It's even in the subtitles. What more proof do you need? Um, I think that it's fucked up in the credits, and then the <laughs> subtitles just followed what the credits said. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> um. So Earbox. <laughs> with an E is chasing Linda Blair through the snow and it is the most pathetic chase like uh, he could have caught her in like a second but yeah. he's like doing this goofy like almost like oh I'm gonna get you yeah he's, yeah like, yep. left like doing a purposely menacing yet slow <laughs> Jesus run oh through the snow God. yep and then back at the house the uh the two punks start doing it in the prop room mm-hmm. so the two the the couple Yep. Wind up having sex in the prop room. And then, in a great, great moment, she scares him with the Halloween 3 mask. Yeah. She's wearing the skull the giant mask, skull from, mask from Halloween 3, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then, and Scratch and his girlfriend keep falling for Scooby-Doo gags that are left around the house. <laughs> They're like, they open up a door and it's like, a mummy falls oh! out. Whoa! Yeah. And then they open up another do- door, and it's like the dog, a big, huge Rottweiler sound, and it's a little toy dog. And there's one little weird touch right after that sex scene. Um, <clears throat> before it cuts to something else, we see that Japanese spike through the mouth guy yep. for a second, and his eyes open up. He's like, Boo! oh, man, I missed that. Yeah, it's super quick. Oh, that would have been awesome. I'd... But it's just like, what? why? why? <laughs> there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of <laughs> weird. I mean... What more do you need? Yeah. Um, we did forget to mention during the whole um, killing the family in the living room scene, we keep seeing this red window that's in a bookshelf. And there is yes. a, a clear as day, uh, some kind of deformed monster. man in there. Yes. Yeah. Looking concerned <laughs> out this red window the whole time. Yes. So we know something else is in the house. They yes. don't play it up very much. They just show it a couple times. During that scene, and then they yeah. kind of forget about it for the time being. And also, good on that family, too. That they're like they're being menaced, and instead of being like, "You should go look in that closet," mm. you know, which maybe he'll save us. They're well, like, "Let's protect him," which I thought was kind of like, "Oh, that's kind of nice." Yeah, but maybe they I mean, didn't know that he was capable of doing that because his <laughs> later on, uh, yeah, Tab Hunter shows up there, and he's like, "He couldn't hurt anybody." He yes, wouldn't he hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just kind of demolished tons of people. I loved... Uh, so, speaking of that, so we're actually coming right up on that. Mm-hmm. So, Robert Zadar finds the hidden room. Yes. Uh, he knocks with down... Bunk, the, with the bunkie. With bunkie. Zadar and bunk. And they knock down the uh, they, they knock down the bookcase and they go in and he's like, it's a baby's nursery, which yeah. I don't know how in the fuck you would call that a baby's nursery. Not at all. It's not. With a dartboard. <laughs> yeah. Baby's first dartboard. <laughs> So, yeah, so baby's first dartboard, and all he, so he instantly, like, he says, it's a baby's nursery, and then Patrick, the, our deformed, the monster, our grotesque, jumps out, grabs Zadar, picks him up, and it's, crushes his spine, yeah. like, dead. 
Just like Zadar's like Well, that was after he threw him out the door like a a cartoon bartender kicking out a drunk, like, you're out of here, buddy. (laughs) So Patrick is establishing himself as being supernaturally strong. I also want to say, where was Patrick hiding in this nursery? This room was... A square. This room was like a four by four square with nothing. And they walk in there and they're like, it's a nursery. Then it cuts to him and he's just standing there in the middle of the room going, how did you not see him? They made no effort to like make him pop out of a closet or a footlocker or anything no. in this room. He was just standing there. You don't need it. No. It's it's just good as Prime it was. I'm stupid. Also, okay, so and on the positives for this movie, the neck break on her? Yeah. Wow. That was a crazy kill. I've literally never seen anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if she's like a, a professional mime or what her deal is, yeah. but like they clearly did something where they had faked it out so that her body was laying in a certain way so that she was actually in the like her, in her clothes backwards or something like that. Because her neck, that is her head, mm-hmm. clearly. She spins her head around. Yellow like, break. Uh, Almost 360 degrees. That and it was, neck and snap it, and it was And it was, bru- it was brutal fast, too. Brutal. Patrick just jumped on the ground. Yeah. One sec. Like, bye. Brutal. Bye, Bunky. So that was that was amazing. And his kills, like, they, they do a really good job of establishing how strong Patrick is. Because mm-hmm. they, uh, spoiler alert, the next punk that, they, that he kills, he just grabs her. Oh, the tree? The tree yeah. kill. He just picks her up and just crushes her against a tree. And it's... Snaps her back and boom. Yep. Like, it's it's really, it's kind of the way that I wish Jason would kill more often. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, just overwhelmingly terrifying strength. Yep. As opposed to, I've got to find a clever gizmo to kill somebody with. What kind of weed whacker do I have that I can kill somebody <laughs> with? It's just like, I like the idea of him just establishing himself as a, like, brute force. And that's that's what Patrick does, is he establishes himself as a... Like an unstoppable force. It just... Just, yeah, just something's in my way. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to crush it. And and he does. It's so I do cr- like that. So he crushes those two punks and then uh, he ends up coming out and meeting all the other punks. And they just instantly turn tail and, and book it. And spoiler alert... Scratch has, has a, a gun. Gun. You notice that too. <sighs> we'll get there. So all of a sudden he pops up, and they're all like, "Holy shit, it's a freak!" Run, 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 run. So all, all, and now we get into um, the snow run section of the movie. Oh my god! Where this is? Do you like punks running through snow? <laughs> this I this got a is- movie for you. <laughs> so this is the first of four big sections of this movie that starts from here that are nothing but people walking or running. It takes up, I'd say, conservatively 25 minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. That's just either this, this posse that's out looking for them, walking through the woods. Walking through the woods. The or parks walking through the woods or Patrick walking through the woods. And cutting to Linda Blair running from right. Gearbox. Also, also that. So we just keep... We 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 go for a walk for a while. This is the music. But the music is fantastic. <laughs> it's just got these. Oh, I I love the hex drum stuff. Where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. After my own heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I ever found a set of hex drums, I would buy it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Extra. Are those like the like the yellow? 
pads like the, no they're the, like the, the literally hex- hexagons. hexagons yeah but they're like yellow like the like total 80s drums that yeah, were yeah. Like the, oh yeah or you could buy the like the, the kit with like the i mean the tiny like portable keyboard size with like <laughs> yeah. the four yellow pads oh, yeah. like oh shit man i remember those they're so good <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> i'm just gonna do that through the rest you okay? probably could uh because we've yeah so <laughs> We get to uh, the other two punks, the other two punk couple. They go into, they go hide in a mine. They find a mine shaft to hide in. And, and, and they start a fire really quickly. Yes. And also, we learn something very important. Turns out Donna's ass doesn't get cold. Nope. So, just in case anybody was wondering, she tells everyone that her ass does not get cold. And then she insults, unless I'm wrong... This is, a cu- this is a couple that were boning in the prop room, right? Yes. So then she tells him, next time you're going to stick it in somebody. Right. D- well, because I, I don't remember she was, she, I can't remember what she says. But don't, basically saying like he, he came fast and was a shitty lay. But yeah. it's like they just had a yeah. mutual orgasm sex scene. Yeah. Ten minutes ago. And also, well, I mean, but she, but he also started insulting her. He was like, oh, you think that you can just shake your ass and the world will stop for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out that nobody cares, whatever. And then he's like, I'm taking off. Screw you after she insults him. And then as he's walking out the door, <laughs> <laughs> just Patrick's hand reaches out, crushes, crushes his, his face. <laughs> Which is fun. That was good. That was a good kill. Yep. And then... And then she's like, no, I'm cool. Patrick, hey, hey. Oh, you like Santa Claus? Oh, and she's like, yeah. really like, she's being really nice mm-hmm. and everything. He's like, yeah, I like those things. Yeah, okay. And by the way, I still remember you killed my family. Yep. And just breaks her in half. Mm. And so she's dead too. Now, how, who have we got left? I think we've got, um, Earbox, Lynn, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's never going to stop making me laugh. Earbox and Linda, and then we've got Scratch and um, I don't know her name. The other yeah, and that was Scratch's the, girl. Yeah, and they were like, we should split up. Yeah. That was that was when they split up, and so now Scratch and his girlfriend are are, are still looking there. for Earbox and Linda. Earbox is still chasing Linda. Earbox is chasing Linda. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so, yes, right. So apparently they're yeah they're still having that little thing. So we go to. Um, we go to uh, Earbox, finds Linda. Yes. And starts attacking her. Or is this... No, that's... Oh, so first we go... First, this is the most important part of the movie. Yes. Is these this line of dialogue. It really establishes who our characters are. Oh, do you want to do it? Oh, do we do we have this? Okay. I do. Hold on. Um, okay, so I... What'd you write down? Are we talking <laughs> about the same one? I think so. Um, he's a freak. What does that make us? We are people. Real people. Everyone else is phony, but we are real. Yep, that's the one. All right, cool. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they just have this kind of like, uh, um, I don't know, quasi, absolutely pointless, moment. potent. Yeah. Who is the real monster? Yeah. Dialogue. Yep. And then so now so now we smash cut to, to them to Lisa getting strangled or Linda. Uh, Lisa. By, by who's who's by Earbox. By Earbox. Damn, God damn it. <laughs> so Earbox is strangling Linda Blair. But Patrick and, comes out and And just in not really the nick of time. Yeah. So he's like just in time to let her die, pretty much. Uh he shows up and kills Earbox 
but the damage is done. Linda Blair is all but dead. We find out later that she is technically alive in a scene that this is whole beyond pointless. Point is pointless. She could have just died. She could right have there. just died on the mountain. Yep, would have been fine. Okay, you and me are like on the. F- oh yeah, well, I'm Same absolutely simpatico on this one. <laughs> like she, there's no point. Like every point I was gonna bring up, you're like, you're like doing it. Like, let's- and more than that, I mean, like the uh, the. Fuck it, the whole thing. We'll get to it. Yeah. The whole whole detective's part of this movie could have been cut. That is all just padding. It's just another 10 minutes of padding. There is legitimately, without exaggeration, there is 50 minutes of padding in this movie. The whole family's dead. All punkers but two have been killed. We've just had this big climax. So, Pat, so, so... so they find, uh, yes. How's this? Oh yeah. So we, we, we sleep. We, uh, <laughs> we wake up the next day. Yes. And, uh, yep. Are, are we at the, uh, damn, is this is some dead air. Are oh, we at sorry. the part where, uh, where, um, Scratch has found yes. Patrick yet? <laughs> so, so Scratch. So Scratch and his girl find Patrick and start getting attacked. But then everybody that's going out looking for, why were they going out looking? Um, because they they knew that Lisa, Lisa was out there was oh, okay. still left over, and so she could still be alive out in the woods. So they send out a posse. Um, Tab Hunter yep. shows up. Yep. And just that's drops, Lisa's uncle. Yes, and he just drops a shit ton of acting right there. Everybody else is kind of going. Ah. Oh boy, it sure is too bad that they are dead. And Tab Hunter shows up and he's like, everybody shut the fuck up. A pro actor is here. <laughs> and he's just like, bam. He's like emoting like no, like fucking William he's, Shatner. He's, he's Tab, just dude. Like, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's absolutely I awesome him in, in this. I uh, polyester too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, I mean, Tab Hunter, aside from the fact that I like him as a cheesy William Shatner style actor. Yeah. Um, I also love him for just knowing how much he loved Divine and how awesome he was about yep. all that stuff and how like just I don't know he just seems like a really rad cool guy. dude he just seems like a rad dude um, <laughs> okay so he sends out the search party and uh, yes. long story short well we, we find again they pad the film for another 10 minutes they're walking everywhere this whole party and they've got dogs and they're sniffing bushes and, that's and they're 10 walking and they're the walking movie. and then Patrick Catches up to Scratch and the girl. Yep. And then... Starts pad- attacking them. It starts, but then goes back to the fucking posse again for another yep. five minutes. Um, and then, finally, he- Scratch remembers that he has a gun. Yeah. So, so, so Scratch <laughs> stops the attack by shooting Patrick, who is apparently... Six times with him. Who is apparently nigh bulletproof. Yeah, um, I mean, like, a magnum. He's got, like, a gigantic, like, 45... 30 Harry gun. Yeah, he shoots him, like, six times, which makes... Zero blood on and Patrick's jumpsuit. It's got a little bit. No. There's a little bit on back. I think there is. I think so. I think I saw it. Maybe I'm There's imagining like it. There's nothing. Dude, you've been shredded. <laughs> oh, well, there's true. There's like nothing. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's, like there's being little. being shot in a high school play or just like, right. oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You probably don't do that anymore in high school plays. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I have a feeling they do not do that it's in high school. It's been a while anymore. since I've been there. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> controversy starting in this one. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Uh, but in like a very ramshackle 
play production of getting shot. Like right. imagine like like a ten year old pretending he's I'm yes. just stop, Jesus. Like when you're getting <laughs> shot when you're a kid, you're like, ooh, ooh, oh Right, exactly. Is what so, it's like. And so now ooh, So basically so what winds up happening is that all the all the cops look and they're like, "Who's the villain here? Must be the guy with the weird face." Yep. So they shoot him in the face. They like shotgun to the face. The guy's dead. It's a very Night of the Living Dead. Kind very of. very Night of the Living Dead. So he's dead. Tab Hunter is like inconsolably acting, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "How could you do this? He wouldn't have hurt anyone." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But then then Scratch is like, "Aha." I see my opportunity, and he's like, and that was "This great. guy was the one that he just started." And Scratch going. puts on like the cry show. He's like, oh, "Officers, our car broke down. We were just trying to get help. This we monster just, started killing everybody." And Scratch puts himself against the tree to like hide his face, but he's still grinning and smiling. And oh, he was killing everybody. <laughs> and then, and he also, and he drops the line that was important. Right, I think that's where he gets the. And I just, we just wanted to get water for our radiator. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And which comes back to bite him in the ass later because he was in a VW, which is air cooled. So uh, the cops call him on that. But then, so okay, so let's just talk about this for a minute. So, oh God, everybody's dead. Yes, but them. Yep. Linda Blair's clinging to life. Uh, we've just we've just had our basic climax of the movie. Yeah, where the monster's dead. Right. There's still another half an hour left of this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, there is. This is where the movie gets so awkwardly paced to me, where it's just well, like... I, I mean, excluding the last 20 minutes of just walking. Walk, yeah, <laughs> I but mean, I mean, like, we're... In my mind, it's like it's wrapped up. Like, right. holy shit, the monster's dead. We, you know, we, these these guys could have just got away, said, like, movie done. Like, oh, and, they, they, and the case framed it on the monster and right. moved on. And You could have... I mean, okay, so not to... I'm going to jump ahead and spoil the end yep. of the movie, uh, but... This is the way that this movie easily could have been done is you chop all of that out. There's a ton of other stuff you can chop out at the beginning, mm-hmm. too. Yep. But cut all the walking, cut the entire posse. The only person that shows up is Tab Hunter. Mm-hmm. He shows up. Yep. He finds them and they put on their show for him. They're like, no, he killed him. And he's like, I know differently. Bullshit. And he smacks knocks him over him out, the head. Takes him. Yes. Knocks the two of them yep. over, yep. over yep. the head. Drags them back. You just get Tab Hunter grunting and dragging these two bodies back to the thing. You cut to that scene. You cut to them on the floor, not on tables, and him pulling out his bag of scalpels. Yep. And then you cut to the surprise ending. There you Brilliant. go. That is true. Five fucking minutes. Yep. But instead of that five-minute ending, we go to the hospital where Linda Blair is in a coma with a blood clot that yeah. needs to be operated on. And they start talking to the doctors, and we just listen to intercoms paging people that don't exist forever. Yep. And uh, and then the doctor comes in, and he's just like, sorry, she died. And it's like, okay. And then, so like, you know so, it would have fixed that. So, Her dying in the woods. Yes. So Tab walks out of the frame. <laughs> And do we stop the scene? No. We get another guy that comes around the corner with blood on his head and the doctor being like, okay, we'll see you now in this room. And then it cuts away. Like, for no reason. And then we go like, to why the... why did you even make that guy up? Yeah. And then we do another 15 minutes of good cop, bad cop. Oh, with, that goes on forever. With Scratch, with Scratch and, and, his girl. and his girlfriend. Just nonstop. And it's... It, it's just like, so 
Tell me again what happened. Our car broke down. We went to this house, and we, we already heard this on the mountain. And yeah. it just keeps going It's and going. literally like... And then the, the other girl's in the other room, and he's like, you might as well just spill your guts because your girl already talked. No, she didn't. So let me go to the girl. And it's like, your boyfriend talked. No, he didn't. Nobody said anything. It's, it keeps none going of, on and None on of and this on makes on. any difference. None of it makes a damn bit of difference. And the cop is wearing basketball shoes. <laughs> He looks ridiculous. That's fair. And he's four foot eleven. <laughs> it's, it's just. I liked. So uh, what I feel about this is that it's not. It's one of those incidents where you see as like a a screenwriter, where they get attached to an idea. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you'll write something and you'll just be like, the the whole crux. Oh my god! So this is my Agatha Christie moment. Yep. I'm like. Fucking VWs are air cooled. You don't know much about VWs, do you? Damn, I got them. And yep. it's like, so this is this is what's so important in my script. And then you're like, it's like, yeah, this that- doesn't really fit. And then you're like, but it's so important. And then you just kind of put it someplace. And it's like, why didn't you just leave it out? And it's like I wrote this great murder she wrote episode. Uh, they didn't pick it up, so I just salvaged a few parts of it and shoved it in here. Yeah, I mean, it really. It just feels like it just feels like one of those moments that he had on his beat sheet, and he was like, "Dude, this is gonna be great." And then it's like, "Ah, oh, it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I like it too much." And yep. you just you got to be willing to kill these particular like you got to be willing to kill your babies, you know, because yep. <laughs> otherwise you have this movie. But again, imagine if you watch Night of the Demons and it ended, and they're out on the sidewalk, and they get picked up by the cops, and then the movie doesn't stop. <laughs> they just bring him to the police and they're like, so tell me about Hull House and where you went there again. Oh, and, then, and, then, and then they just explain the whole movie again and it goes on for another half hour. That's what this movie does. Like, like Easy Rider. At the end of Easy Rider, they go in, everybody gets shot and then it's like, you go with the paramedics and it's like, I think we can save them. <laughs> and then there's another 20 minutes of them doing resuscitation on the people who just got shot. Like, oh and then God. they don't. And then they, then they and die. Then, and, then, and then they fill out. Then they're like, oh, I guess we got a bunch of paperwork to do. And then we follow them and they start doing paperwork. <laughs> then they're like, man, halfway through this paperwork, they're like, are you hungry? I am hungry. Yeah, dude, let's go some, to Denny's. I, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I've got some coupons for Subway. Wait, Subway? That sounds uh, two, great. Two, two sandwiches for eleven ninety nine. I mean, we could split that like six each. No, that sounds like a great idea. And then okay. we follow them to Subway. And then they <laughs> order their sandwiches and you see them made before you. That's what this movie is. But but one sandwich gets made wrong. And, <laughs> and then they, they have a conversation about like, how did it get made wrong? You watched it get made. That's, That's kinda, what this movie does. Yes, it really does. <laughs> and it doesn't even give you coupons to Subway. <laughs> so, okay. So, so we haven't really revealed the ending to our Tales from the Dark Side episode that, mm-hmm. that should have been 23 minutes long. I prefer Monsters because it's got it the monsters. It definitely is Monsters. Uh, so, okay. So, Monsters episode ending. He... So they get off because they're... There's not enough evidence. There's not enough evidence to convict them. They then... Tab Hunter's like, well, fuck you. I, I work outside the law. So then we... Then we go and see him. We go back to Subway as we watch exactly. Tab Hunter go Collect to a, everything that he would pharmaceutical need. pharmaceutical equipment rental, rental company where he get- rents two surgical <laughs> tables. And then we see how he gets the gun that he uses. We couldn't just have him own a shotgun. No. Please. If you left out him going to the junkyard to meet that weird Italian guy, 
and get <laughs> that fake mafioso guy Who, and get a like, shotgun he's for. He's like, thank you enough. Hey, how about you fix my nose? Like, his nose looks fine. I don't know what's Why going. would this guy want plastic <laughs> surgery on his nose? But either way, he trades plastic surgery IOU for a shotgun, apparently. Apparently. <sighs> so fucking stupid. And uh, so he's got a shotgun and... Some surgical tables. Two surgical tables in the back of his... Ooh, he drives an AMC Eagle. Nice. I love those cars. That's <laughs> pretty sweet. And uh, so he meets um, Scratch and his girl outside the police station when they're getting off. Uh, oh yeah, we also watched Scratch call his friend to pick him up and talk on the phone. Like, hey, we got we, we our car broke down, and he relays everything that we already know and have seen. And uh, there is no second of these people's days that we do not know how the plotting goes. But we hear him talk about it. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, so after watching Scratch make a payphone call, which is thrilling, took uh, another three minutes yep. of screen time. Uh, him and his girl go outside where they meet Tab in his car, who. Pulls out that sawed-off shoddy and yep, takes them hostage. Takes them hostage. Brings them to his house where he's uh, orders them to strap themselves down to the surgical tables. That there's he's so much. The, so there's so much of this too that like again my my knocking them over the head in the woods it's fixes brilliant. fixes so much of these Everything. problems because again it doesn't feel like that character would be like, oh, you're going to shoot me in a parking lot. He's a crazy person. Also, yeah. can you imagine that drive back? Like, you got to be sure that you're training a shotgun behind your back while driving? Nah, no way. No. No way. No way you were keeping that crazy, coked-out maniac hostage. I also want to know what happened to Scratch's gun. Because he had that on him when the cops came, because he shot Patrick with it so many times. Mm-hmm. Now... Either that gun was unregistered and Scratch would have been in trouble, in which case he wouldn't have gotten out. But it wasn't, was, it wasn't his gun. Whose gun was it? It belonged to the house. It was in the house. He, he, drops, a, he drops a line where he's like, uh, she's like, you have a gun? Where'd you get it? Back at the house. I, didn't, I missed that. Yeah, and so, so the, the gun, the gun like, okay, belongs well, well, to that house, um, the, to the, the family. Either way, it's stupid. He would have got charged with possession. That would have been proof that they stole from the house. Why would he have a gun on him? Because he was defending himself against it. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Anyway, so he so he straps down the he. Stra- so Tab gets in the back, makes scratch drive. I guess I think. No, maybe he gets in the back seat. Yeah, because I was just like, how are you gonna drive a car with a shotgun okay. pointing to the back? No, that oh, makes yeah, that, sense. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so right, that we're must both canceling ourselves out. That must okay. be what's happening. Tab gets in the back, forces one of them to drive. All of this is fucking worthless. Yeah, movie. it is. Um, we get to the house, and he's got them. He orders them to strap down to the table where he does the big reveal. Yeah. Where Tab Hunter, Uncle Plastic Surgeon, uh, reveals that he is Patrick's father. He is the father of the monster who was, unfortunately, retarded. As, as he words. says. Uh, yes. To quote the movie. Yes. Please Unfortunately, don't. he was retarded. Please don't write us. Nobody wanted him. <clears throat> so he's... That family took care of him? Yes. Locked up in a secret room, like yeah. loving families do. Like they do. They feed him a bucket of fish heads every now and again, and they're like... <laughs> I mean, Patrick talked. He, he could talk. He was, he was, he was and high allegedly, functioning. And allegedly, he was like a kind, considerate person. Yeah. And his dad's a fucking plastic surgeon. Couldn't he do something? But apparently, 
the dad is also all warped in the face because he rips off his and that's what we were talking about at the very very beginning of this like the special effects guy made him the mask so he rips it off so because there is what did he, what did he say because there's so the, no tolerance for ugly people in the world or something yeah something shit like, like that. this so he could go out and be a plastic surgeon out in the world he has this tab hunter mask that he wears around <laughs> <clears throat> I love the idea that Tab Hunter is a person in this world, and he's just looking like exactly like Tab Hunter. Mm-hmm. I want to know who Patrick's mom was. <clears throat> Good question. Because if you're going to be with somebody long enough to have a baby with them, they're probably going to see your lump face eventually. How are you going to hide that for... No idea. Ever. Uh, this is probably in the novelization <laughs> that I'm working on. <laughs> and the mask makes no sense either. It's total Scooby Doo. Well, like exactly his, because his face, face is, is so bumpy so and lumpy. Like there's no way, and, and Tab's so yeah. dreamy. Like yep. you're not gonna cover those bumps. Yeah, I mean he has a full testicle hanging off his chin. Yeah, it runs in the family. Yeah. Um. So so basically, this big thing is Patrick's my son. I'm ugly like him. Uh, this room is soundproof. Oh yeah, this is this is going in Patrick's room. This yes. whole this whole scene. He's back at the house in Patrick's secret locked up room, and he tells him that this room is soundproof. I will always hear you. You won't hear me. You'll never hear me. And he cuts up their faces and makes them all deformed. Oh, or actually, it's the other way around. You'll always hear me, but I'll never hear you. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, so <laughs> so so he much worse the other <laughs> way. <around. laughs> I'll always hear you scream, <laughs> but you'll never God, hear this me. Sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do after do this. <laughs> that's stupid. Room. I really should have thought this through. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I need to go to subway. Get out of this moany house. Um, so, okay. but yeah. So, so yeah. So that's the big end. Yeah, is, he uh, deforms them he to deforms look exactly them, like him and Patrick, and he locks them in that room. And then it cuts to him just reading the smoking newspaper, a pipe smoking and, a pipe, all casual with his deformy face, while they're locked up in Patrick's secret room, going. The and end, then or is it the stupidest thing ever happens? the The film breaks. Gremlins two, style. Gremlins two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're both going in the same direction. <laughs> Uh, the film melts, and we cut, and we're back in the movie theater again. With, and the, the, with the entire cast the of the movie. The whole cast of the movie is watching this movie. And then... <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even believe what we're going to tell you right now. It's revealed that the person who's running the projector that has been tied up and gagged while Frankenstein and the Wolfman, the Universal have, Studio monsters, have taken over, and they and they grade this. So, well, Wolf, of, Wolfman breaks a projector. So yes. Frankenstein's like, "Why did you do that? <laughs> because, because I didn't like the picture." And and Frankenstein, who is the only one defending this piece of shit movie, he still gives it an eight out of ten. He's like, "I liked it. You liked it? Yes. Out of a ten. I would give it an eight. <laughs> and that's the best you could hope for. Um, I mean, that's probably the best you could hope for. for and this they movie. talk about how the monsters, monsters nowadays re- aren't scary and how they're the timeless, yes. scary monsters. So they're like, let's go out there and show them how it's done. And they do. And they walk out into the theater and they just and go, they just... and everybody loses their shit and runs out of the theater. And then we just stay on silhouettes of them going, Rawr. Rawr. and then they hug. 
and they and go, say, you're still the best. We really are still the best. Oh, my fucking God. All of a sudden, cue like the the, the poor man's entertainment. <laughs> and we just ride out on this ragtime. Yep. Yeah, this movie is bad. Is um, bad. One more credit fun fact. Because for some reason I read them all. Um, I believe this is probably for copyright um, um, reasons. Wolfman is credited as Wolf, M-A-N-N. And Frankenstein is Frank N. Stein. And as middle initial. (laughs) I hate everything about this. Oh my god, this movie. I've never loved to hate a movie. Yeah more this movie is this movie is a combination of everything i love put together in a way that makes me angry <laughs> yes uh yeah i, I mean i can't say i hate it because it's so no. different and weird and because there are so many moments in it that are so fun but again it's just the the level of padding i like i told you when i sent you that text earlier where i was like i could edit this to 23 minutes yep. I really do want to do that. I want to find some sort of digital version of this and do an actual edit and just take out everything and make it make sense. And I, I think, think I can could... do this at work through my, my recorders there. Or you can't because that's against copyright. Oh, and yes. someone, someone else will do all of that. And I would not do that at work either. No. I would be working. Of course. Like I am right now. Yes. And so what <laughs> what he means to say is that someone else is going to edit this down and put it on YouTube at some point, and it's going to be fucking great. And if he can make me a tight, concise edit of um, Silent Night 2 while you're at it. Totally. Perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> so I got was... to get some use out of this premiere that I have yeah. on here that I'm paying for. <laughs> so this was grotesque. Uh, man, I, it's not good. It's not good. But at the same time, I'm going to say watch it. Yeah, it's 100% watch this movie. not recommend it. It's... Yeah. No, you need to see it because it is... It's so nuts. It's it, it's unlike anything else you'll ever see. Um, I'm glad that it exists. Mm-hmm. But man, is it bad. And uh, yeah, and, and again, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think if you have the tape of this that you get those... That's crazy. Bookend movie theater stuff. Uh, again, I hadn't watched this since I rented the tape in 2002. I don't have the tape. Um, so I'm just basing it on memories from, what, 15 years ago or so. Uh, but yeah. It's, that would be fascinating. What's that? If it if it doesn't have those bookends. I don't think it does. I, I know it does not have the end <clears throat> film melt. Oh because, because I distinctly remember watching this movie, then reading IMDb reviews, and seeing all the people talking about Frankenstein and Wolfman, and being like, wait, what? That nice. wasn't there? Nice. I I think I it just would, ends with a still frame of the, just tried. like a monsters episode. You just wait for George P. Rubenstein to show up over yeah. those frozen monsters. I tried. I tried to look up to find anything about this I to find either. out what was going on with this hard. movie. Not nobody, a lot of info. There, nobody has anything Nobody's about it. Nobody's talking. No. We got. We got to get together and be a good cop, bad cop, and I know. <laughs> or just talk to Linda Blair about it. Yes. I bet she would be interested in talking about this at some point. Uh, also, associate producer on this, Linda Blair. Yes, associate producer Linda Blair, and also wasn't the guy that uh, that played the, wasn't the either the writer or the guy that played the dad? No, 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 no. I was wrong. Sorry. Nope. 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 That's not right. Sorry. Imagine if a podcast like talked about the whole movie and then we just started like 
making shit making up. Making shit up and like being what I mean to what I mean to say is the ending. <laughs> yeah. I think the dad was supposed to be played by the guy mm. in Silent Night Deadly Night One, the yes. grandpa, because he also had a beard. I think you're right, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Ernest P. Worrell was supposed to be in this at some point. I wish Ernest was in this movie. <laughs> uh, Ernest goes to hostage situation. <laughs> Gee, I'm glad it's raining. <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast if you want to after listening to this nightmare. Ah, yeah. Um, but uh, you can also follow the store at Coast City Comics. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, on the Instagrams. And, uh, and also... Check out our website, CoastCityComics.com. And, and I uh, hope you enjoy this, and we hope to make more of them if you still listen. And uh, we're trying to uh, ramp up the production and do yeah. weekly now. Yeah, if we can. Because everybody's been banging down our door and being like, oh, I can't wait Why two weeks. Why aren't there more episodes? And uh, if anybody tunes in and writes us, we'll, we'll send you some Subway coupons. Yeah, I actually still have a $10 Subway coupon that, nice. I, that David bought me as a gift. And uh, I think it was a joke, but I, I can't. Seem to David get myself to bought you a coupon. As a he gift. he bought me a uh, he bought me a gift certificate, a ten dollar gift certificate to Subway because he once saw me eating Subway, which I did not want to do. It was like my last resort, and he was like, "Oh, you love Subway, haha! Here, have ten dollars." And I was like, "I will never use this." So I'll take that gift certificate. All right, because I, I oftentimes eat at the last resort. Um, I will. That that is the I forgot my lunch on the way to work. It's like, I'm going to walk down and grab that. That is the I want gastroenteritis mm-hmm. uh, choice. I'm going to pad the rest of my life like grotesque. <laughs> By going to Subway. Yeah. You know, like we're doing the rest of this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I got to go now. <laughs> so I actually, I did some house cleaning. <laughs>